very short discussions. I mean, I, I don't think we'll be talking about it for two hours or anything crazy like that, but. Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, where we sit down to talk to you about all things streaming. Each week, we break down some of the best series, songs, and movies, and shows. I'm One Dude Parker. And I'm the second dude, Jeff. And dudes, this week, we are releasing a bonus episode covering some theories uh, about season five, the trailer, and basically just where we're at so far with Cobra Kai. But Jeff, what do you want to get into? Well, first bonus episode in our young journey of a podcast. Woo, 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 woo. But uh, no, I figured um, there was a couple of just interesting tidbits and a couple of like deep thought provoking questions from mm-hmm. seasons one through four that we didn't quite squeeze in in our first couple of episodes even though <laughs> i know you haven't edited the second one yet but i'm assuming they'll probably be about the same length as the first one um so but yeah just uh some interesting tidbits couple of questions there and of course you know how we do it here if you've been listening we don't just do general discussion we like to go we like to go deep with some life changing discussions on on how some of these shows can be relevant to everyday life situations rolling in the deep that's right and then from there we'll discuss some theories that we're thinking about going into season five and of course as most of you guys may know uh, the trailer was released a couple of weeks ago and there's so much to unpack there which some of that will kind of hit on some of the theories that we discuss some of it will just be brand new stuff so i'm super stoked i, mean, I thought i was excited about season five earlier but after really diving into the trailer and just really analyzing every little aspect of it, I'm like super stoked now. So, yeah, this was the first time I've actually seen season five trailer um, because as soon as we announced, you know, that, or we decided that we were going to do this podcast, I pretty much, you know, wanted to get all of our discussion out of the way before I, you know, kind of investigated and seen where season five was going to. So that way, some of my theories could sound or it could come from a place of somebody that had no idea about where uh, season five was going to be headed. So man, watching, watching the trailer today was, oh man, like you said, I'm so hyped. I'm so pumped. Uh, so much more is going to happen than I, than I even expected. Uh, so I'm really excited about season five. Absolutely. So I'm about to share a little secret about me, Parker. All right. Let's hear it. And this might a be a little, little a, a little weird. Two dudes after dark with Jeff and Parker. (laughs) And not very many people probably know this about me. I just ordered some pizza through DoorDash. I won't do it this time, but when I was younger, I would order a pizza to purposely put it in the fridge so I could warm it up in the oven the next day. Okay, that's fair. I will say I've I've ordered second pizzas with that exact thought in mind i'm like this is the second and then i've actually gotten okay so i'll tell you my this is me being i'll join in you in in your weirdness i've specifically ordered two pizzas with two different toppings because the one that i wanted to eat that night had like ingredients that were better when they were fresh and i knew that the pizza like because it's usually like pepper like just a pepperoni it was like a pepperoni and jalapeno pepper pizza is like one of my favorite pizzas and so like that's the one i always put in the fridge because when you reheat those mothers those are so much better when you, when you reheat them yeah so I mean, I'm, I'm with you i get where you're coming from i love leftover pizza more than i do fresh pizza to me right. fresh pizza it's a little bit 
more greasy and a lot of the toppings will just come off along with the cheese but man mm-hmm. it's like when it sits in the fridge overnight and just kind of all packs in soaks in together and then i mean heck i'll eat it cold but sometimes just throwing it in the oven just for a little bit just to warms up enough and man it's just i don't do it as much now obviously because married and family when you're usually ordering pizza you're feeding everybody then but man i still love those leftovers the next the next day so Hey, if you stuff. if you ever can get like your hands on like a lot of pizzas, uh, you can actually freeze slices of pizza in Ziploc bags, and they stay pretty good. They stay good for a while. <laughs> so I love pizza too much. I, I never have enough left. That's that's going to make it to the freezer. Fair, it's, fair. It's it's gone within those first couple of days for sure. All right, so we got streaming with two dudes after dark out of the way. So let's jump into. Uh, I love how our After Dark is talking about pizza. I mean, we're, we're boring PG-13 individuals, so that's, that's about <laughs> as good as it's going to get. So let's uh, let's jump into, let's tie, tie up some loose ends in seasons one through four as far as just a few little interesting tidbits and a couple of deep thought-provoking questions that we didn't cover, and then we'll wrap that up real quick, and then we'll dive right into some theories for season five, and then, of course, the just the incredible, just jaw-dropping trailer that's uh that we'll discuss as well so yeah just a couple of uh interesting tidbits obviously seasons one through four we were introduced to a lot of the past characters from the original karate kid movies um and of course part of that was a lot of johnny's former cobra kai buddies um and just a couple interesting tidbits there um the one bobby um he was the one in the original Karate Kid movie that actually showed remorse towards Daniel and apologized to him during the tournament. There was also moments throughout the bullying that you could just tell maybe he wasn't completely okay with it. Yeah, And he's the one that ends up being the pastor. Yeah, that was really interesting. Uh, really interesting character choice. So I, I thought that was, I don't know if the writers had any intentionality with that based on what they saw his character do in the original movie and picking a profession but i just thought that was a kind of an interesting correlation there between i, th- I definitely think they in, they did that intentionally and on a little bit sadder note the sick friend tommy the actor was actually really sick in real life dealing with a lot of kidney and liver issues and unfortunately passed away in september of 2019 i believe before season three dropped and I think even at the end of season or episode one of season three, they had a like a little quick tribute there for him um, since he had passed away. But you know, that, what, what you saw there was was real life as far as the some of his health battles and stuff. Which you know, now that you've you've kind of brought that you know to my attention, I because I did not know that I it kind of makes that that seem make more sense because that episode you know even though they figured out a way for it to be in the story it did seem kind of out of place you know and kind of like like a rushed episode for something and i think that that you know that that episode was written i don't think that they originally wrote that episode it for the show i think they they wrote it for their friend to do it as a tribute for you know one of their friends that was sick because you know the more and more that we learn about this show and the production about it you know it seems like everybody that was involved with the karate kid stayed close over all these years. So I would not be surprised to find out that that whole entire episode was just their way of 
bringing all of them together just for like one last hurrah for that friend. And I, I would, I think that's really beautiful, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very possible. That's the way it played out. And uh, so it was a little sad to read that after the fact, but like you said, kind of beautiful the way that that all was brought in together. Mm-hmm. And last little interesting tidbit, not actually technically part of the show, but since we've talked a lot about Kreese's character and, how he's always so he strikes at the most opportune time as far as taking advantage of people or the situations they're in. And I heard an interesting story about when Martin Cove, who plays John Kreese, uh, first audition for the original Karate Kid movie. And he was brought in, I think, put up in a hotel, said he would have a week to like read over stuff, be prepared for the audition, all that kind of stuff. And he was contacted one day after he was brought in to start auditioning and he was pissed because he was not prepared at all. And the advice that his wife gave him was that venom that you have and feel for those people right now for screwing you over like that. Use that to your advantage and in your performance. Genius. And it's so funny. That's the advice his wife gave. And that's like the epitome of his character throughout the movies. And then now in Cobra Kai, I just, when Mm -hmm. I heard that story, I thought, man, that is so cool (laughs) that like the advice from his wife is pretty much what he symbolizes his character. I mean, completely It's just, it's really neat and kind of funny. I always love when you find out, you know, how people find inspiration for characters. That's just one of my things when I, when I'm, you know, get sucked into a show or a movie and specifically characters like learning where people find or their their inspiration for their character is always super interesting to me especially when it's somebody that you find out is totally different from their character that they're playing it's always such an interesting thing to find where they the parts of themselves that they dig up for certain characters. It's always super cool. Yeah, it always adds to it when you kind of dig a little bit deeper on the actor's real life and and how it related to whatever, you know, role that they're playing in in a show or movie that you're watching. So it's it's always interesting to kind of see some of that perspective and backstory to it. A couple of deep questions we'll throw out there that relate to seasons one through four. And this next one is a question I've kind of had in the back of my mind for quite a while. just wasn't sure when to tackle it, whether we should do it much later. But I feel like now that we got four seasons under our belt and it appears that John Creasy's characters um, not going to be as involved in much um, in season five. Now, he may be featured quite a bit, um, you know, being in prison or whatnot, but he would, we don't foresee him interacting a lot with the other characters. But would Johnny have been better off not finding Cobra Kai or John Creasy at all um i think that's a tough question um because i mean he was looking for mentorship and that's what he found in cobra kai so it's hard to say like after cobra kai it wasn't like he was doing great things without cobra kai i mean he wouldn't have been johnny it's it's really hard to say um if he would have been better off he could have been worse off who knows uh it's definitely a hypothetical situation but it's just i I like to wrestle with some of these ideas at times. And, and obviously we can see that a lot of bad came from his Cobra Kai experience, but we can also see some good as far as, you know, it from where he was at, he, he was able to build strength and confidence. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you know, Kreese manipulated that and, and, and caused them to use it for the wrong purposes. But 
it still brought him out of a bad situation. But we yeah. see that even what is it, like 34, 35 years later, and he's still having flashbacks that yeah. he struggled mightily leaving high school as a result of, of everything that happened from crease Cobra Kai. Now, of course we don't see a lot of the events of in his life. So, I mean, there could be other factors of why we're just now seeing him starting to turn a leaf and make improvements as a person. But I'm going to go out and say, of course there's a lot of unknown, but I'm going to say, I think he might've been better off having not have found Cobra Kai or John crease. I think the issues he was dealing with prior to finding them pretty common amongst a lot of kids trying to fit in and, and find a place. I think the harm that that would have done would have been less than the harm that Cobra Kai and John Kreese caused. I, I, I think he would have rebounded quicker. I don't think he would have gone through this 34, 35 year lull of just being what we, what we see is portrayed as just a loser, deadbeat dad, the whole beat or the whole deal. Um, so I'm going to venture out to say, of course, we'll never know. I mean, yeah, in all fairness, it wasn't like Robbie's mom was a member of Cobra Kai and it wasn't like she was much better mom. I mean, she just had Robbie staying with her, you know, like it wasn't like she was a better mom Yeah. than he was a dad. They were, it was just the kid had to live with one of them. It seems like, you know, it wasn't, I don't know the way I, the way I feel about Johnny and with Cobra Kai is we can kind of see two different ways his life could have gone had he not been in Cobra Kai. Uh, we see, you know, with his own son, Robbie, um, coming from a single mother, which, I mean, you know, we learned that Johnny, his mother married a, a wealthy man, so they weren't in the exact same situation. But we see, you know, a kid that was, you know, looking for guidance and trouble, like in, in kind of, you know, a troublemaker, which was, you know, Robbie, like he could have went the Robbie path and been, you know, a delinquent. Or he could have been, since he, you know, wasn't a rich household, he could have been the Anthony kid where he was just a, you know, a brat or because I don't see with how Johnny was looking for guidance. I don't think unless he found the right person that his life would have turned out much better. I think, you know, he, he was always looking for something and longing for more as a character until you know he finds it in what we're finding now in cobra kai and i think he as a character we're getting you know the cobra kai puts it a little bit further back we see you know his introduction to cobra kai, or his introduction to cobra kai and all of that and you know what led him to search cobra kai was he was just always looking for something and i think he was looking for that with cobra kai he was looking for that with crease and then i think once you know, all of that crumbled around him. I think he filled it with, you know, alcohol, drugs, women, partying, and just, you know, being that total alpha male that hides away from his emotions. And I think he's just now coming back and realizing that that's actually what he needs in his life. Especially when you're that young, you're looking up, unless you have guidance, you're not going to look out and find it a Mr. Miyagi 99% of the time, you're not going to be a Miguel and find a Johnny that's just in the right spot in his life to mentor you and, you know, find, take care of you. So most of the time you're going to be looking up at, you know, just like Johnny looking up at these people that you think are super cool when you're 
10 or 11 years old. And then, you know, once you're an adult, you realize, oh my gosh, why was, why were these 18 year olds being so cool to me and these grown men? And then you realize that it's because they were just garbage. Like, you know, they're, they're wanting to brainwash you and stuff. And you realize you're in a path that you've weren't expecting to be. So what I pulled out of that was if it took John Kreese to prevent Johnny from being Anthony LaRusso, Parker is here for it. I mean, it works, didn't it? He's he's a much better person than I can picture Anthony being. I've got to say. We know your love affair with Anthony. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just something interesting to discuss. And uh and another thing I think it's gonna be interesting is I'm just going to throw it out there. Like I said, it's it's pretty heavy. It's pretty deep. It it goes outside of the show and and into just like real life stuff. But what is the value and importance of finding and living out purpose? I mean, purpose is everything. Purpose is what gives you motivation to live. Uh, I mean, it's it's a very loaded and, and deep question. But I do believe that, you know, whether or not it's, you know, for good or bad ultimately people need purpose they need something to live for to drive like to drive them and you know whether that purpose is selfish or a you know better for society better for self better for you know the environment whatever it is i think you know people do need purpose and i do think that's just human nature is to have you know, some sort of purpose and to long for purpose. Yeah. And I love from, from this show, we see the whole concept of purpose presented differently through the two main characters being Johnny and Daniel from Johnny's perspective. We, we could pretty much assume that he has struggled ever since the last time we saw him at the end of uh, karate kid one. Yeah. And it's very easy to kind of put the pieces together and think that his biggest issue was he was struggling to find purpose. He had a little bit of that purpose, even though, like, you know, as you mentioned, it wasn't being used for good. Um, but as far as, as being the leader in the Cobra Kai, he at least had some type of purpose. Yeah. But when that was taken from him, he lost his identity. He lost any he he didn't know what his purpose was. And even becoming a father, it, it terrified him. He, he didn't think he was prepared. So he, he couldn't find purpose in that either. And then we, we look at Daniel's it's kind of the opposite. Uh, his life has been successful. Um, he mm-hmm. runs his own business, has a great family, but that when we see him in, in it, it kind of lets you know that he has stepped away from karate and the Miyagi stuff, you know, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But when, but when he finds his way back, he has a renewed purpose. Yeah. It, it kind of and just excites him, invigorates him. Um, so completely opposite of Johnny's situation, but we see the value and importance of it in in both characters. Yeah, and I think for like even us, I mean, we've. We've both have found purpose, whether it was through marriage, parenting, um, mentoring roles, podcasting, podcasting. <laughs> uh, but I think purpose presents itself in, in two primary ways. And I think one of the ways is you need to find purpose in what you're already doing. Yeah. Even even when you don't feel like it's your purpose, if, if that makes any sense. I agree. Uh, 
So for example, you know, when I'm kind of going through a funk at work, you know, the job that pays me, um, even though it's not the type of job that generally people are going to look at says, man, it's got to bring you a lot of joy or, or purpose. Um, I have to kind of flip the script a little bit and say, you know what, I'm providing a service to this company, to the community, to my coworkers. I'm, I'm playing an important role and mm-hmm. I have to make that a purpose. Right. And I think that goes for anybody, you know, you work at a fast food place, you know, it's very understandable why, you know, you could view that as, man, this is not my purpose. This, this sucks. This, this is just miserable. But if you flip the script and say, you know what, there could be a single mom working two or three jobs and she's coming through this drive through as a means to feed her family because she doesn't have the time or the energy and your interaction with her and the way you serve her could literally make or break her day or her week. And right. that comes with a great purpose. And, and then it's difficult for people to, to take that mindset. But I think when you do, it's life changing. Welcome to Life Advice with Two Dudes, where we talk to you each week about life advice. I am one dude, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really, I think you're, I think you're right. I think that's really insightful. And uh, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely correct. I think, um, I think I've, I've absolutely had, you know, struggles with that, you know, when I've been in a place where, you know, I don't feel like I'm contributing much to anything. You know, I have to pull myself aside and realize that, you know, any contribution that you can make that is good is progress. And um, it does have purpose, like no matter, like even even something as simple as, oh, I don't feel like doing anything but going to the store today. Yeah, but you know, you going to the store and purchasing items at that store helps that business, you know? And so like, even if it's something as, you know, cynical as being just, Hey, today I was just a cog in the the machine of capitalism. Then that's my purpose for the day. You know, it might not be the purpose I wanted to be, but I had a purpose today. And so, yeah, I think it's, I think it is important to understand that, you know, every little thing person living uh every animal all of it you know all of it some has some some purpose in the greater scheme of things you know without getting too uh philosophical about it yes yeah absolutely and and i think the the other side i was going to mention is not only do you have to find purpose in and where you're at currently and what you're doing currently but i think each person has to be active in pursuing things that's going to bring on purpose as well. I know with like even yourself, you know, just in the last few months or, or year, um, you, you've brought upon yourself to, to get involved in volunteer community type stuff, whether it's through like a big brother or um, an, an animal shelter or mm-hmm. rescue place. And I mean, me personally, that's always been a high priority since, you know, I've been a young adult is, just volunteering, being active in the community, doing ministry type stuff. Right. And so I think it's important. I, th- I think it's both factors. You have to find purpose in what you're already doing, just in the normal mundane stuff that you think doesn't provide purpose. You have to find it. But then you also have to actively pursue other things that will bring you purpose as well. Exactly. And that's, that's really what we see Johnny's character. You know, even though it was motivated by what the Iron Eagle movie, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of led to that epiphany that, you know what, this whole Miguel situation, that could be my purpose. Exactly. There was an interesting quote. I believe it came from the Iron Eagle movie 
where it was said something, and I, I'm not going to get the quote exactly right. Just paraphrasing here. It was something to the effect: God will not give you a talent or a skill without the intent, without the intention of you using it for a purpose or for good. Right. And that's kind of the quote that stuck with Johnny. And then we really see his life start to take a drastic turn once he buys into that and once he starts looking for what's going to bring him purpose. Now, of course, the show does a great job of this. I've said it before. It's not all, you know, puppy toes and rainbows or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Johnny's still a very much a flawed character and he has a lot of ups and downs and goes through his, a lot of highs and lows. Um, even once he, he finds his purpose and, and that's, that's just real life as well. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, it, you know, that us as an audience finds so endearing about Johnny is that even for all of his flaws and all of his, you know, hardships, which, you know, most of us luckily don't have to deal with all of the things that he's having to deal with. So we can see, you know, if it's some, for someone, you know, as flawed as him to constantly, you know, try to bounce back and, find himself and see how driven that he is in in wanting to be better and do better and to become a more whole person. It's it's what we find great about him is that exactly. I mean he's he's such there's so many things you can relate to. And just for all of our listeners, that's our nugget for today. I mean, go out, look for a purpose, serve in some capacity, you know, serve others, serve your community, look for areas you can volunteer. And I promise you, just about anybody that's taken that route, they can tell you that they always seem to get more out of it than what they put in. And it's it's just a win-win all the always. way around. And um, and for those that hate hearing this kind of deep stuff, we apologize. You can email Parker and complain to him <laughs> <laughs> if you're just wanting Cobra Kai content. But we, we will move on from the deep stuff. And then uh, we're about to start some of the more fun stuff, maybe not as deep. But we're going to kind of jump into some theories of season five, because this is the first opportunity we've had to discuss a season that hasn't come out since we covered one through four, which, you know, has have been out for some time now. Yeah. So now we're called up. We get to really kind of chew on, gosh, with everything that happened in the end of season four, what's possibly going to happen next? And one of the first things I want to look at is obviously the show has made it a point to, to bring back some of the original characters from, from all the Karate Kid movies. So you can't help but think, all right, who's next, possibly? You know, obviously, Kreese came back. They brought back Allie. They brought back a lot of the uh, Cobra Kai buddies of, of Johnny. Mm-hmm. So it's like now you're... Chosen. Yeah, and then uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but his love interest in Karate Kid 2. Mm-hmm. Even the little girl he saved... It, was only like a you know a couple minutes scene you know she made a brief appearance so, she, i mean she she it was brief but it actually turned you know his whole business around she saved his business oh yeah it was critical it was yeah. obviously the irony there he he basically saved her life and in, in essence she kind of repaid the favor mm-hmm. um so really cool how that worked out so i'll just throw out four characters I think a lot of people are wondering about and if you think of any others you, you feel free to throw them out there too and then we'll just discuss them but I mean, obviously, a lot of people brought up Hillary Swank, who was in the next Karate Kid. Uh, I think her character's mm-hmm. name was Julie. Yes. Um, one noticeable absence from Johnny's Cobra Kai buddies was uh, Dutch, who uh, was probably the most volatile Cobra Kai member from the original Karate Kid movie. I think there's a brief reference when they're all hanging out that maybe he's in prison or jail, which kind of fits 
the character that he played. Yeah. Uh, Which but, maybe, maybe if he is, maybe him and Crease cross paths. Uh, you know, that's we know Crease is in jail. You know, I did not think about that. So that that is a possible scenario there. Uh and then, of course, uh, Mike Barnes, uh, which is the main villain that went up against Daniel in Karate Kid 3. And, of course, we will mention him again later when we're discussing the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one is probably a long shot, Jackie Chan, who played, uh, was it Mr. Han? Was it Han? Was that his name? I think I think you're right. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just going off of it. I'm just, yeah, if if. If we're totally wrong, right into Jeff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's Mr. Han, but that, of course, was uh, the Will Smith. It wasn't a remake or a reboot, maybe just more of a reimagining. So I don't know if bringing Mr. Han into this is, is possible because is that considered two different worlds? Uh, I mean, I could see where it's possible because he wasn't playing Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. So it's basically just there happened to be another story only in a different part of the world that was similar to Daniel's experience where he had a young kid looking for a mentor or or maybe they don't want to combine those two world worlds. But maybe Jackie Chan just has a little guest spot just as some other character in the Cobra Kai world. But so so what do you think? Or, about any, any or maybe characters? maybe him and uh, and Jaden Smith are just in the next in the next tournament is like just like a competing is a competing dojo. Oh, that, that, that would that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that I would actually, I would, I might, I might jump up and knock the popcorn off my lap if that happens. <laughs> that would be neat, but I mean, there's so many possibilities of what they could do with some of these past characters. Just not even have them in for a full, for even, just not even like point it out. Just kind of in the background, just <laughs> like in like a five second, you know, montage scene. Just like, th- just a little throwaway. Oh man, that would be. That would be so great, so juicy. So, 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 what do you think about the possibilities of like Hillary Swank, the Julie character? I mean, I, I, I like that character. That was what I would consider is it, which is kind of sad. Which I would consider my Karate Kid movie. You know, that was the one that that I probably watched the most when I was younger, because that was the one that had came out. Um, I was probably seven or eight when it came out, and so not only was it like basically my introduction to karate kid but it was also my introduction to you know hillary swank you know as a actress i would love to see julie just make like an appearance like an alley appearance you know where she just comes in and maybe her and daniel just have like a shared moment you know over mr miyagi's gravestone like even that would just be something that i would love i think just because you know she actually had a relationship with mr miyagi it would be nice to see you know her and i don't think it, i think they could actually use it as something to add to the story yeah i would agree and, and i think even for those like you had talked about for those that don't have a great connection with the next karate kid i only remember watching it once i like to go back and watch it again just to kind of refresh my memory of what the movie was even about but i think the sole purpose why bringing her back would be so awesome is because out of the karate kid family she's by far the biggest movie star to come out of that family. Yeah. So bringing her back in any capacity, I think would just be huge. And, and I think even fans that weren't fans, maybe of her character or that particular movie would still just go nuts just because it is Hillary Swank. And, you know, they found a way to kind of just bring her in. Like you said, even if it's just a little five minute thing, 
um i think would just would be insane yeah and i'm i mean i don't see like i know that i don't really know hillary swing obviously personally but you know as far as like knowing you know personalities of actors and actresses i'm not really sure of how you know she is and how she views herself but i would imagine you know with her with that basically being like her how she kind of got her start and on how you know from how a lot of people know her i can't imagine her you know not wanting to be involved in it to some capacity i've never heard of a hillary swank being like i completely wish that i never would have done the next karate kid that was the worst thing i've ever done for my career you know it's not one of those situations so if, if they can get carrie underwood to sing a song for an all valley tournament i think they can probably get hillary swank for at least like a five minute cameo if yeah, they I mean, wanted to yeah why not it, it would be awesome if they could pull it off and as, as far as some of the other characters, we, we kind of mentioned Dutch a little bit, and you brought up a, an incredible theory that I, I didn't consider is since I didn't make a reference that um, he was in prison, how cool would it be if he ran into to Crease? And um, I, I, I've read some stuff on the actual actor, and he's not been in acting for a long time, which a lot of the people from the original Karate Kid haven't, but I yes. think he, he he went more towards racing, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, neat. Obviously, I guess it's still a possibility they could bring him in. I guess it's just a matter of how much he's interested and how his schedule works out. But again, just another one of those characters that it was noticeably absent from the whole Karate uh, Kid Cobra Kai original gang. So um, obviously, like you kind of said, as far as Julie, I have a hard time picturing him being brought in for a major role. But just a little little cameo or just, you know, even if it is just a brief run in with Crease in the prison, I think would be a nice little touch. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Mike Barnes, the the super karate dude from Karate Kid 3? Uh, I mean, honestly, I really don't have too much to say on that because, like I said, I'm, 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 I am I'm probably should watch Karate Kid 3 before we get into this, and I probably will. He's he's in the trailer, right? Am I? Am I? Actually, he was not in the trailer and of course we'll dive deeper into that but that that wasn't he is confirmed to be on board in season five though right so that that'll be something we'll talk about later is he's been confirmed it's you know he he said it they've said it but interesting he wasn't featured in the trailer so even though we're discussing this as a theory we, we do know for a fact that he will be in season five so now the theory more or less is just how will he be used and and to what extent because mm -hmm. he wasn't featured in the trailer which doesn't necessarily mean anything but it could mean something i think i think they're just that could be just saving for his reveal and what his capacity is um maybe that's a sign that he is more important and they don't want to reveal that yet or maybe you know he's he's on a side that we're not expecting and that's what they're wanting to reveal but i do think that them like confirming that he's in it but while also not showing him is a sign that maybe his character is going to play a pretty important or at least surprising role this season yeah i mean and even in a trailer i mean you know how it works you're you're, mm -hmm. you're not going to show all your cards in a trailer exactly uh, that would be foolish i mean you want to show plenty of them just to hype up the excitement and get people engaged and involved but you're, uh, you're obviously you're not going to show your entire hand in that situation and what they've shown for this trailer has gotten me pretty excited so can oh, we yeah. talk about it and, and and for someone that's probably a little bit more familiar with karate kid 3 of course it was more similar to the first one since it takes it's back they're back in the all valley 
and it's there is a major tournament that's the the focal point but it's it's like ramped up a notch I, 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 the movie's definitely not better than the first one but it's ramped up in the fact that this mike barnes character he as as far as his karate skills he he's well above anything cobra kai has ever seen and terry silver being the main i guess evil sensei is you know even worse than than crease as we'll see more of obviously in season five but so the fact they're bringing them back in i think is pretty huge and i am i am very anxious to see how they use that character and in what capacity because heck for all we know we don't even know if he's going to be on terry silver's side i mean you'd have to think he will be see that's um, what i'm thinking i'm like maybe maybe without with them not showing you know and what we have seen with terry silver like maybe maybe he pulls a surprise you know maybe we see him you know maybe he just doesn't like where terry silver's headed you know who knows who knows i think it's going to be interesting maybe he just comes in and he's just another sided with anybody just another person to be an obstacle who knows who knows there's he's like so many he's like a He's like a referee or something, just something very <laughs> in, insignificant. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe. Like, and maybe, you know, you have to wonder if, like, who he's going to side for. You know, it could be something as crazy as that. Yeah. You never know with this show, really. Exactly. So we've discussed potential returning characters and, and what we might like to see. Um, let's let's discuss some of the characters that we do know about. And, of course, anybody that's been listening, they, they know me and you are big fans of Tori's character. Mm-hmm. And there was an interesting ending there in season four where she kind of happens to catch and discover that the reason that she won the tournament was because Silver bribed the referee there. Mm-hmm. So what does she do with that information? And and where does she go from there as far as does that how does that change her if, if at all? And then is there any chance going into season five that maybe her and Sam reconcile or even team up and work together. Reconciliation is definitely where we're headed for them. Absolutely. I think that's pretty much been building up. That's pretty much what season four was building up to the whole time. Uh, I think that's inevitable. I'm not sure how long it's going to take. It might take till the end of the season, but I do think that, I think that she's going to come through. I don't know if she's going to expose the bribe or if she is going to internalize it and use that as some way to eventually, you know, what leads her on a path to leave Cobra Kai. But I definitely can tell that she's not okay with it and she's not going to just let that fact slide because while Tori does want to win, She's also very prideful and she's not going to be somebody that's okay with knowing that she won without winning fair and square. And she's definitely an honorable person, even if it's over Sam, which is somebody that, you know, she hasn't, she's pretty much hated this whole entire show. You know, she still, she still wants to win with honor and she doesn't want to cheat, which is a a sign of, you know, a good character. And I think that, like I think her seeing the bribe is going to lead her down a path that will absolutely I definitely think that it's going to lead her closer to the reconciliation. Yeah, there's but. definitely so many angles and directions that they can do with her character because her character is very complex. And we also mentioned in a previous podcast how she's also probably one of the better 
young actors in the show. Mm-hmm. So the writers can get really creative and just throw some really challenging stuff at her and she'd be able to handle it. Um, one thing that just crossed my mind is knowing how we're aware of how silver operates. He uses his money to his advantage and he rewards those heavily that are loyal to him. Tori's situation. I'm wondering if silver basically buys her loyalty by helping her and her family out in their situation. If that puts her in a tough spot to where she knows it's not the right thing, but kind of like, don't bite the hand that's feeding you type scenario. Yeah. I wonder if, they play that as one of her struggles throughout the season where, you know, she's fighting that inner battle to where she's, she's wanting to go against what they're teaching and she's wanting to, you know, to, to be a, a new, better person. And see, maybe, I think maybe her, her relationship that she is, that she's been developing with Amanda, I think that will come into play there because, uh, you know, as we know, the LaRusso's, you know, have income. And I think that, if if that is correct with your theory and where you're going with that, I think I think you have something there. I think that could be part of, you know, where this is going. Which- and and I think you're right. They're probably I think they're going to take their time with how her character develops as far as the story. I don't see anything drastically happen quickly. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's going to it's going to take a while to play out because I, I think she's still. And of course, we know a little bit from the trailer. So you've got yeah. an idea that she's going to stick with Cobra Kai for at least a time. Yeah, I mean, you see her in the in the white gi for a little while. But yeah, I think ultimately most viewers would would love to see that reconciliation between her and Sam happen. Not only for them to be friends, but then to, to team up in some way and, and to work together. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would just be a really cool arc for the, the show to eventually land on. So, I mean, speaking of Cobra Kai, I mean, who do we think is going to become some of their top fighters in season uh, five because they've had a lot of turnover. I mean, obviously they, they'd already lost Miguel. Um, we, we assume they've lost Robbie now the way season four ended. Um, of course, Hawk had already made the transition uh, before the end of season four. So, so who do we think really steps up in the, the Cobra Kai world? Uh, I think we're definitely going to see Ke- uh, Kenny's character uh, step up. He's going to become a big deal. We see that in the trailer. We know that he's coming up. I think for a while, Tori's going to be up there uh, for as long as she's in. I mean, she's always, she obviously, you know, even though cheated, she's still a great fighter. And so you can't discount her even because right now, as far as we know, even from the trailer, she's still going to be in Cobra Kai. You know, we talked about Kyler. I don't think he's going to do anything. I think he's just going to be, you know, B-level fighter, C-level fighter at the most. I don't think he's ever going to be anybody too feared. He's going to be somebody that Dimitri's going to have to defeat, you know, things like that. I don't yeah, see. He definitely strikes you as like, he'll always be like the second in command. Mm-hmm. And and he'll be the one tasked doing the dirty work, basically. Right, I think right. to, to set up for the real champion type deal. Exactly. There's a lot of options. I mean, they could even bring in somebody new. We see them. You know, they're wanting to expand, and that they have more students than ever. You know, in the trailers. So there's endless possibilities of who they could have. You know, they could. It could even be. It could even be Mike Barnes' son. You know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It could be anybody. And the thing interesting with Kenny is, you know, he doesn't fit the typical mold because he's so short in stature, Mm -hmm. but that might be the perfect angle they're going for. You know, they've done a really good job of really promoting girl power. So they might be like, you know, hey, what about the little guy? Right. You know, so 
they may elevate Kenny to the to the top, even though, like I said, he doesn't fit the typical mold just because of his size. But but then you got other characters that we hadn't talked about. Uh, you had Piper, mm-hmm. who was in Cobra Kai in season four, a girl character, and then uh, Devin, who was in Eagle Fang, which we didn't see her a lot, but I liked what I saw so far. Just the whole the way that debate scene went down, and just she's so fierce, she's so competitive. Uh, of course, we do know from the trailer that there appears to be a Cobra Kai connection there. Uh, but actually, I don't, we don't see Piper at all in in the trailer. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, so maybe they elevate Devin um, on the girl side quite a bit. So another thing we have to wonder about, as we know, at the end of season four, Kreese uh, is framed by Silver. So we assume he's going to be in prison. So what does that look like in season five? Does Does he not make very many appearances? since he's not out in the real world interacting with all the other characters does anybody help him does stingray ever confess the truth uh does he stay in prison all of season five is does he get a lot of screen time how does that play into the story uh i definitely i didn't expect him to have a lot until i saw the trailer so now that i've seen the trailer i'm definitely expecting him to play a bigger role Uh, i think he's probably going to have at least a scene or two in every episode and probably even a few episodes where he's featured heavily. So I don't know exactly what his part's going to play, but I don't think they would have shown him so much in the trailer. Have they had they not him had him being a bigger part in the series or season? I think he does stay in prison the whole series, uh, the whole season, unless he can get to Stingray which I didn't see Stingray. I don't remember seeing Stingray in, in the trailer. Yeah, n- another noticeable absence as far as the trailer was concerned. Yeah, and even though Stingray is not a, doesn't appear to be an intelligent person, I think he knows what he's up against with Silver, who's, I mean, powerful and rich. So for him to turn on the story would be <laughs> extremely gutsy and, and risky for him. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. But yeah, I would agree. I, I think we see Crease in prison most, if not all, of season five. Because to me, the only way he gets out in season five is if he escapes or if somehow Stingray does reveal the truth. Otherwise, for what he's in prison for, which I, I know we joke that, you can't take the show too seriously anyway, because it's all about warring dojos, right. <laughs> you know, re- wreaking havoc on a on a community. But uh, you still got to be careful with what's believable. Right. It still has to make sense. Yeah. So, yeah, with the seriousness of his crime that he's in there for, uh, you would have to think. But I agree. I think he's still going to be heavily featured. And I think ultimately he's going to play a part or a role, an important role in how Terry Silver is dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I know we discussed this some that we don't think he'll be the ultimate hero, but you know, in some cases, sometimes you need another villain to take down an even bigger villain. Does it make them a hero, but it just makes them play an important part in, you know, eliminating an even bigger danger, so to right. speak. We do know that obviously season five is gonna in some shape involve Miguel, Johnny, and Robbie being in Mexico. Of course, we know Miguel left abruptly to go find his biological dad, and Johnny promised uh, Miguel's mom, Carmen, that he would go and get him, and we do know Robbie's going to be along for the ride. So it makes you wonder, you know, that's that's a pretty big story, um, pretty vital in in Miguel's character. So how much of season five do we think is going to take place 
in Mexico with those three characters. I think it's going to be the first episode and the first episode only. I don't think they're going to stay there very long. I don't know what they could possibly do in Mexico over very long other than find his dad, go from there, have, you know, like a conflict with Miguel and Robbie probably. And, you know, then some kind of reconciliation between them, whether it be forced from Johnny or not. And then they come back, uh, especially with how much they'll be needed back. What we also see is, you know, we see Johnny we see a lot of, of scenes of him not being in Mexico. So I think that shows that he's, they're not going to spend too much time in Mexico and probably, you know, just the, the right amount of time. Anything shot in Mexico is going to look orange. So we don't see too many orange scenes in the trailer. So I don't think they'll be there too long. Like you mentioned, after seeing the trailer, I'm now convinced they're not going to spend a lot of time there. So I'm curious to see how they handle that. I'm sure I'll get over the fact that I think it should be dealt with a lot longer mm-hmm. um but i want to see what their take is on it and and how they move on because like you said it does look like they move on pretty quickly from it because you see all those characters in in the valley area for just about the majority of the trailer yeah i mean maybe they'll surprise us and do like hour-long episodes see and and i and doubt it but it'd be nice <laughs> it's, it, i was thinking i was wondering because we haven't you know it has been 30 minutes, but after watching the trailer, I was like, man, they're going to be covering a lot. If we do find out that they're hour-long episodes, we might be just doing one episode a week, but, you know, we'll go from there. But Absolutely. We also know that the way season four ends, that Daniel, Johnny, and Kreese had that agreement that whoever won or basically whoever won the All Valley Tournament, the other ones had to shut down their dojos and no longer be a sensei. Will Daniel honor the deal to close the dojo? And what role will Chosen play since we know the way the season ends that Daniel brings him in? Well, I mean, we see in the trailer that we kind of get, you know, both of these questions answered in the trailer. Uh, Daniel absolutely does not honor it, um, which I don't blame him. You know, there's no honor in what cobra kai is doing and so i think you know this is one of the times where daniel's learned you know to where daniel's learned that you know sometimes to take down evil you got to fight dirty sometimes and uh i think that this is one of those times where he's learned that it's not the time to be honorable it's the time to you know kick some ass well there's also the possibility that maybe they just do the loophole angle and chosen is technically the the owner of the dojo and it's not so i mean I, there's always little loopholes but you're absolutely right but yeah i, I kind of think more like what you're saying i because he did make that comment um at the end of season four you know you can't show honor to those that don't respect honor to begin with mm-hmm. um so that that could be a lead up to but yeah we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that uh, when we discuss some of the trailer but, but yeah that, that is an interesting question going into season five is, is how do they handle that the deal the honor and obviously bringing chosen in so um i believe you showed me a little graphic at one point in which maybe 55 percent of our listening audience were female so I, I think it's only fair that uh we at least show some love to the 
to discuss some romance possibilities uh, uh, going, it's going like romance. into Yeah, I, I was just thinking that. Should I even should I even say that? But uh, <laughs> I'm all about the romance and relationships as well. But just in case, you we're know, talk, for, you're, for any you're, of the women who are kind of sick of all the action and violence and they're more into the to the love stories, we're, we're about to discuss that some too. You're talking about two sappy dudes right here that, that we have previously discussed very romantic movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've enjoyed them and you're making assumptions against us parker why, why yeah. are you showing why are you showing on my cards <laughs> but a lot of the relationships that people are interested in is obviously tori and robbie had a relationship in season four seven miguel um had a relationship there at season four where do we think season five takes those two relationships we definitely know that that robbie and is going to be leaving Cobra Kai and we see Tori staying in it for a while. I think they'll still care for each other, uh, but I don't think we'll see them play too much of a couple role uh, in this season. Uh, on the other hand, I do think we do see Sam and Miguel become stronger. We see them, you know, at the end of season four before, you know, Miguel just kind of leaves. We see them have a moment and they seem to really reconnect and, show that they care for each other and i think that that will bring them closer together and i see i think we'll see them become a more powerful couple together and stronger as a couple um over this next season yeah like you said obviously we we, we can try to piece a lot together from the trailer that we've we've kind of looked over for a couple of weeks now like you mentioned with tori appearing to still be in cobra kai robbie's obviously out of cobra kai so you'd have to assume that that relationship pretty much ended at the end of season four, but right. obviously the trailer is only three minutes. So there's a lot that can happen in a full season. This, this not portrayed or even hinted at. So, so maybe there is a relationship there at the beginning of the season and it just eventually, you know, drifts apart, whatever. Uh, but like you said, we obviously from the trailer get that Sam and Miguel are probably an item. Again, we don't know how much time is going to be spent in Mexico or what happens there. And, and, and what Miguel's like when he comes back from that experience, I would agree. I think we'll see uh, that relationship continue to get stronger. The interesting thing, as far as the trailer, is we see Robbie, Sam, and Miguel all in Miyagi-Do, and Sam specifically training with Robbie. So obviously there's enough peace there where Robbie's okay being around, knowing that Miguel and Sam are a couple. Yeah, we, well, we assume think, that anyway. Well, I think that uh, I think you know, with him being with Tori, I think a lot of that, you know, is probably past as far as the the tension goes there. And I think obviously Robbie and Miguel, you know, we see them them you know have moments in the trailer, but they're gonna have some for, form of respect for each other. Another relationship that got a little bit of time in season four, and we'll talk about it briefly, but. Obviously, we, we saw the the issues with Kenny and Anthony as far as Kenny being the new student, Anthony being one of the bullies that was really giving them a hard time. But there's a little bit of a love triangle there because they're both interested in the same girl. And I believe her name was Leah. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe nothing's done with that at all. I mean, I, I kind of liked what they did with it. it. It was cute, you know, a little middle school crush thing going on. Uh, Kenny and Anthony are, are, are pretty different from one another, but they, they both really have a thing for um leah obviously as far as anthony was concerned was appeared to be very much friend zoning him even though he obviously wanted a lot more she seemed to actually be uh, more into kenny 
Now, in season four, they mainly use that as just another conflict to develop between Kenny and Anthony. Of course, we don't see Leah in the trailer, so we don't know if at that if she already served her purpose and they're done with that, or maybe that continues on in season five, just continue to building up uh, animosity between Kenny and Anthony. Um, you know, obviously having feelings for the same girl. Um, I mean, it's it's a possibility. I think uh, I think if anything, you know, we'll see her and Kenny's relationship become, I guess, more serious as you know, like uh, that age can get. You know, like they become like more of a solidified couple and maybe her and anthony share a moment that kenny sees or comes to find out about and he retaliates against yeah but also we've talked about this a lot of times especially i've thrown out there a number of times hopefully they won't simply duplicate what they've done with with these same situations Mm -hmm. because i can almost see it playing out you know leah goes to kenny that's the one she's really into but then she starts to see his bullying evil ways and kind of shies away from that because she she always does seem like the type that's going to want any part of that whatsoever. So, of course, I could push her more towards Anthony, who, as far as we can tell from the trailer, is completely Miyagi-Do. So we assume he's he's done with his bullying ways. So I, I could see it playing out that way. But to me, that just seems a little bit repetitive of what they've done with these other little love triangles or, yeah. you know, kind of what, with Moon and Hawk. You know, she was all about Hawk when he first progressed into his strength and his confidence. But... Once he turned to his bullying ways, she's like, nope, I'm out. But then she re-enters the picture when he's kind of kind of turned away from the, the evil side of it. So, you know, I'm okay with it. I, I just hope they do it a little bit different to where it doesn't seem like they're doing just the same thing over and over. There's definitely more, more important things for Kenny and Anthony to be fighting over than a relationship at, at, at this point in the, in the story. I mean, there's more important things. Is there more fun things to do than fight over a girl? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer, people, is definitely yes. <laughs> yes. Daniel and Amanda are married. Romance is still very much alive in marital form, people. Mm-hmm. So while we may not see a lot of the romantical stuff with Daniel and Amanda's marriage, I think just from what we can see from the trailer, we might see some major challenges and issues that might be tearing them apart just from the challenge of, you know, having to deal with Terry Silver. So it'll be interesting to see how much of time and attention they pay to their their relationship. Last thing we'll discuss as far as theories is, of course, one of the big questions going to season five is what exactly are Terry Silver's next moves? And we get a little bit of hint of that with the trailer. He's definitely planning on franchising it and making it, you know, bigger than ever. He's got big plans for Cobra Kai and pretty, pretty scary. He's got the money to back it up. He's got all the stuff. Train his own little militia. Yeah, I mean, with Terry Silver, he's such a wild card. There's really, we don't know what extreme he's going to go. How big is he thinking? We obviously know he's wanting to expand in the Valley. Does he want to go national, universal? Uh, we get a little bit of a glimpse in the, the trailer that we'll discuss later. Uh, but yeah, we don't know what his... We got an idea of what his next moves are. We just don't know how big and how extreme and and what lengths is he willing to go uh, to accomplish it. And what is the drive? I think the big question is, is what is the driving force? But is there a more reasonable, justifiable explanation to what's driving him outside of just, I want to be the coolest dojo and sensei in the world type deal? Is there... Or rhyme and reason to his madness, I guess, with, with his character, and uh, I think it gives the writer so many, so many more possibilities and, and angles with the storyline because 
he truly is capable of doing so much more than, you know, a John Kreese character. So now the moment we've been waiting for, it's time to dig into the season five trailer. This segment is sponsored by Parker and Jeff, because we don't have any real sponsors, but that's perfectly okay. This might be the first time I've actually watched a trailer and literally dissected it inside and out. Pausing, <laughs> pausing every little scene, picture, and man, I've just chewed on this thing for a good bit, and I really made me realize, wow, there's a, there's a lot to go over here, a lot to unpack, and just so much that looks like season five is going to be dealing with. Super stoked. We kind of see right away Terry Silver's manipulative and deceptive ways are on full display. Is he seen as a almost like a community leader and a philanthropist. So we're, we're kind of getting the idea that he's successful in spreading this false image to the community that, you know, he is there to accomplish good and and, and be a positive force in the, the local community as, as well as the young people. Uh, so you really think that's what's going to play out, that it's almost like there's only a handful that really knows what he's up to and, and what he's capable of. Um, and we've discussed before a lot of the differences between the type of evil and danger that he brings as opposed to crease. Uh, so we're really going to see what silver is capable of in season five. You could also really tell throughout the trailer that obviously with silver involved, Cobra Kai is now backed by a ton of money. So everything's much more modern, much more badass, much more flashy. The dojo looks incredible. The geese they're wearing. I mean, everything is just now top notch. I mean, they've, they went to a, a, a pretty nice Honda civic to like, full-fledged Lexus. Um, <laughs> so everything's just kind of rolling. And then early on in the trailer, you do get the impression that both Johnny and Daniel do make good on the deal to close dojos and no longer being a sensei and teaching students because, you know, Daniel announces that he's closing Miyagi-Do down. Johnny, you know, makes a comment in the, the trailer that, uh, he, he left that all behind once the tournament ended mm -hmm. um, due to the deal. So uh, initially you do get the impression that, that they, they make good on the deal. However, as the, the trailer kind of progresses, obviously season five is, is there to remind us that uh, they don't take themselves too seriously. So we can already tell there's going to be a lot of humor, especially with Johnny's character. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember in the trailer what type of career path you think he's made here? Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's become a uh, an Uber driver or a yes. Lyft driver of some sort. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. If somebody that's done that, it was it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, that I'm I'm really interested to see that. Uh, do you think he's making money for the trip, or do you think he's do you think he's this is afterwards and like he's trying to make money for in place of running a dojo? So initially, the first time I saw the trailer, my initial thought is, oh, he, he must be trying to get some funds up to, to make this trip to Mexico. But the more I kind of dissected it, and you know, we talked about it earlier, I, I'm now thinking that they don't spend a lot of time in Mexico. So, yeah. and, and plus, I happen to forget, oh, yeah, him running a dojo was his source of income. <laughs> right 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 so i uh, i'm now of the opinion that this is probably when he's back from mexico yeah that's um, what i was thinking i've got it frozen right on the scene and there looks like a sombrero in his window um yeah so, maybe a little souvenir yeah so i'm definitely thinking this is after <laughs> after they get back from mexico so yeah he's probably just looking for 
something to make money since as the, as the trailer keeps going, we obviously know that Cobra Kai is growing and he makes the comment. We've got more students, uh, got more than ever before. One thing that's popping out to me is I'm seeing different uniforms. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing one that says cutting edge karate. I'm seeing one that says Topanga karate. Now the cutting edge, I, I'm not sure if it's a student or a sensei. Um, the Topanga karate definitely looks like Devin. So yeah, like Devin. So there, there are going to be a few things that's happening there. Maybe, you know, with him growing Cobra Kai, he needs more senseis. So I don't know, maybe if like the cutting edge karate, if it is a sensei, is that where he's just brought in senseis, whether he either bought them out or he's recruiting them. A couple of different things there. Maybe Devin was a part of one of the other local, like whether Topanga karate is since Cobra mm-hmm. or not Cobra Kai, but since Eagle Fang and, and Miyaki Do closed, maybe that's where she went. Was that one of the dojos that got bought out by Cobra Kai? I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things there. It just kind of popped out at me when I'm seeing all these different uniforms that wasn't Cobra Kai or Miyagi-Do there. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, maybe this is like a Boy Meets World crossover, and maybe she has um, Corey as her sensei. <laughs> I'm following you. Next, we see one of your favorite characters, Anthony. It looks like a lot of the kids featured so far, uh, whether it's Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do, all of them, uh, are at some kind of community pool or some kind of water park um and he anthony's getting bullied by none other than kenny so obviously Mm -hmm. that whole arc is continuing uh i think we saw kyler we see some of the other cobra kai kids involved just kind of teaming up on on anthony so he's obviously still getting bullied from that aspect um and one thing i did notice is you, you, you really briefly see a little scuffle between cobra kai and what looks like maybe former miyagi do or eagle fang and I noticed at that point, Devin does not look like she's on the Cobra Kai side. Right. So which tells me the whole pool scene maybe takes place earlier this season because pretty much everywhere else we see Devin featured as being either part of Cobra Kai or in the Cobra Kai dojo. Like I said, she had that one scene where it's like she's wearing a Topanga karate, um, but she's with the Cobra Kai people at that time. So what do you think they might do with Devin's character since she seems to be on two, three different sides just in the one trailer. We also see Miguel at the pool with Sam. So as we mentioned earlier, obviously their relationship appears to still be going. We also see Robbie um, at the same water park pool. It kind of maybe, as we discussed earlier, lead us to believe that maybe not a lot of time is going to be spent in Mexico. One thing that really caught my attention that uh, I'm really a little confused about, you, you see Kenny looks like he's getting a little altercation with Hawk almost like mm-hmm. Hulk's toying with them and Kenny manages to get a punch in, but then you see, I guess, Robbie react. So I don't, you know, what's Robbie reacting to is, is he like going up to Kenny saying, Hey dude, knock it off. Or is he mad at Hulk possibly? And then you immediately see Miguel get angry and ends up pushing Robbie in the back. So there's, there's a lot going on there. I'm really curious to, to know, what all's happening there? What, what who's reacting to what? Mm-hmm. Who, who is mad at what? We have to assume by what we see in a lot of the the trailer that Miguel, Robbie, and Sam and Hawk are all part of Miyagi Do, as far as we could tell, for either all or most of season five. Right. 
anything else you pulled out of the whole pool water oh, park nah, scene? I think you pretty much covered it. As the trailer progresses, it appears that we see Daniel, Johnny, Amanda, and Chosen all working together to try to take down Cobra Kai. So we can imagine that uh, there is one scene that gives us the impression that maybe the pressure of taking down Terry Silver and Cobra Kai could be taking a toll on Daniel and Amanda's marriage. They have a little tense uh, brief interaction conversation there. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking as far as how Daniel's looking in some of the shots there in the trailer? He's definitely looking pretty rough. You can see that, you know, it, you know, whether it, I'm, I'm sure his marriage is a big part of it, but like this whole, you know, this whole situation has got hit. He's just taking it just a big toll on him. It looks, he looks rough. Yeah. It's like he, he's unshaven in, in some spots and of course has a nasty black eye and another Mm-hmm. But yeah, just even in his face, it's just like you can tell. Just he looks the, pretty defeated. Yeah, the the weight of whatever's happening in season five is taking its toll, which therefore obviously would impact his, his marriage and his family. So it'd be interesting to see exactly what all's going there. And and of course, as as evil and bad as Crease is, and and the impact that's had on Daniel in the past, and and, and even more recently, we look back to Karate Kid three. Silver was even a completely different monster and I think took Daniel to a place in his own life that, that terrified him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously in Karate Kid 3, we know that uh, Daniel and Miss Miyagi didn't see eye to eye on a few things, which again, Silver, like Crease, saw an opportune time, swooped in, managed to brainwash Daniel a little bit, showed him the dark side and, and even had Daniel feeding into his anger. Mm-hmm. And obviously to this day, that still terrifies Daniel. So we, we could be seeing a lot of that playing out in season five. Looks like we're going to have an interesting pairing of Johnny and Chosen uh, teaming up. We obviously know they're part of the, the bigger group with Daniel and Amanda, mm-hmm. but it almost seems like these two pair up just off by themselves together, possibly doing some things. We see them, uh, what I assume is one of the new Cobra Kai senseis, and they just kind of bust up in there and he's like, uh, the adult classes, blah, blah, blah. And of course, you know, just iconic Johnny is like something to the effect, you know, we're not here for a lesson. We're here to teach you a lesson or something like that. Or <laughs> We also see kind of very similar to, I believe it's the way season three ended going into season four, where you see Daniel and uh, Johnny standing, you know, kind of at the front of the Miyagi-Do area. Uh, facing the students, getting ready to to join forces. Uh, mm-hmm. We almost see the exact same scene play out, only now it's Johnny, Daniel, and Chosen, um, and all the students. Yeah, it definitely makes you wonder, is is this the moment that they launch the new dojo or relaunch Miyagi-Do, <clears throat> or maybe the name doesn't matter? Uh, it definitely appears like, like a new beginning is happening. I almost wonder if right. this maybe is towards the end of season five um or maybe it's in the middle who knows but the starting of the second half of the season yeah or, and and maybe this is soon after johnny gets back from mexico or maybe maybe daniel was kind of away from the the plan for a while since we know he looked like he was pretty rough uh maybe he was out of the picture for a little bit and so maybe this is when they first all come together as a unified force yeah a um, lot going on there. So be interested to see exactly what that scene is. And of course, we know initially they they honor the rule of shutting down the dojos and not teaching. But 
this seems to signify that something changes along the way. We see Robbie and Anthony as part of this group of students that are being trained. So yeah. uh, we know Robbie does officially leave Cobra Kai because uh, that was still really a little bit in doubt, even when the way season four ended. But uh, now you're reconciled with his dad, so you, you kind of saw it coming. But he he seems fully implanted. We also had to wonder what Anthony's next move was going to be since he, he tried the whole mercy thing with Kenny and it backfired. Would he turn angry and evil uh, every time we see Anthony? Um, we obviously think he's going to be featured again um, for him to show up as, many, as much as he did in the trailer. But every time he shows up, he's with Miyagi-Do. He's training. So looks like his character continues to make strides. Um, and again, we're seeing Hawk still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel, Sam. So it looks like a lot of the characters we've been wanting to all see together and working together appears to at least come together for for a time in season five anyway right we also see uh we talked about her a little bit earlier Devin, the former badass debate girl turned eagle fang member uh she's featured predominantly as a cobra cod member uh, now of course due to other scenes we think it probably didn't start that way and just the season progresses with her uh, eventually going to Cobra Kai and, and you would think she's a uh, one of the primary figures in that group now along with Tori at least on the girl side yeah she could be a very dark horse in this series yeah for sure and, and a couple of interesting things that happens at this point in the trailer is we we see Sam and Robbie training together on that kind of that balance oval board in the pond mm-hmm. and Miyagi-Do kind of similar to some of the training they were doing last season yeah and you have the rest of the dojo students just kind of looking on which includes miguel anthony and all them so kind of wondering how the whole thing between miguel robbie and sam's playing out they're obviously coexisting but it was the other characters i noticed it was like two three four five people like in business suits with clipboards and they're obviously observing what's taking place and then soon after that you see that same group of people observing looks like a, a Tori and Devin are doing some kind of demonstration. Yeah. Um, so what do you think might be going on there? See, I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe it's some kind of like committee. Maybe it has to do with the board. I don't, I don't know. That was one of the more confusing scenes for me. What about you? Yeah. Like I said, and it's one of those things I didn't catch the first go through, but then as, as I was taking my time, on one of the second or third time going through and I was pausing everything. I'm like, who are these people and, and what are they doing? Cause it doesn't look like a tournament. So, and it's too quick to do another all Valley tournament anyway. Mm-hmm. So is, is this some kind of national type thing? And they're what, what was initially just an all Valley thing is it, are they trying to take it national and, and that's what these observers or is it from like you said maybe the all valley board even though they don't look like the same characters we've seen on the board from seasons past mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm really a little confused and curious and what who these people are what are they doing what is their purpose and uh we mentioned Kenny earlier he definitely you know we'd wondered when we were discussing theories for season five if how he was going to be featured in season five as far as is he going to be one of the top tier cobra kai students and Based on the trailer, he's I'm the top. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the top male Cobra Kai fighter uh, featured in the trailer. So it, it seems that's maybe his path. But like you said, the door is open now to where they can bring in any new character they want to kind of 
also fill that void. The, the possibilities are limitless. Mm-hmm. And then and our good buddy, Mr. Kreese, he makes an appearance in the trailer as well, right there towards the end. Uh, he indeed is in prison and kind of doing his normal crease things inside the prison wall where it's like he's uh, basically just, just going to become the king out there as he's uh, taking the fight to everybody. So it'll be interesting to see how they use him in prison and what exactly they do with his character this season. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm, I'm really curious to see how crease is like what his importance is, because I think they're, they, you're going to use him more than I expected. So I'm really curious to see what kind of storyline he's going to have in prison. You know, probably only so much he can do in the prison wall, but mm-hmm. you know, it is crazy. So it'd be interesting either way. All right. So just a few other things to note from the, the trailer, like there's a lot going on there. Uh, we may have briefly mentioned earlier, there's no stingray. Um, so that kind of makes us think that he may not play a role as far as being the one that finally reveals the truth behind the assault and that it was uh silver and not crease. Um, I think, we uh, well, Stingray. Okay. So I do have some thoughts on Stingray, uh, with him not being in the trailer and his character overall has had a really interesting impact on me. The more I think about him, uh, because every time since he's became Stingray, every time he's done something in the show, it's surprise, right? And so, like, he won the capture the flag game that they were playing in the woods by jumping out and being a Stingray. And he's a Stingray attacks his prey when they least expect it, you know, or like, and he pulled, he was part of the, you know, crazy twist that got crease where he's at so i think that i think him not being featured in the trailers or maybe even in a majority of season five it's not going to keep me from expecting him to show up at any given moment with some kind of crazy twist yeah and and again we we have to always remind ourselves this is a three-minute trailer Mm -hmm. just because someone's not in the trailer doesn't really mean anything and i mean doesn't change the fact that Stingray is still a very minor character. So it probably shouldn't be too surprising that he's, he's not in a three minute trailer uh, advertising an entire season. Uh, but yeah, like you said, he, he can still be used because it's like, he's one of those that doesn't make a lot of appearances, but when he does something major usually happens. And I can almost see him being in a situation where he won't so desperately to be important and accepted and i still don't think crease nor silver think too much of them mm-hmm. i can see him still trying to push silver to let him be in cobra kai and give him an important role and i can almost like envision silver just kind of like casting him aside almost like dude i got what i needed from you just exactly and and i can see that pissing stingray off and and that be what leads them to to get the bravery to turn on silver and say, all right, then I, I'm I'm gonna spill the beans here. Another person we noticed absent from the trailer is we talked about him before was was Mike Barnes, who has been confirmed that he's a part of season five, but noticeably absent um, in the trailer. So what do you think is going on there? Like I said before, I think I think they're confirming his inclusion to you know make us think that he's going to be one way and i think that when they reveal his involvement in the show and what his what his character is going to be 
and play a part in the show, I think it's going to be somewhat of a shock. You want the trailer to serve its purpose, but not to like that we talked about earlier. You don't want to show too much of your hand. You want to you want you want to save some surprises and some twists and mm-hmm. get a lot of the other theories and fan stuff kind of still going along. So you don't want the trailer to do too much more than it needs to. So I agree. I, I think uh, there's already enough hype around it being confirmed that he's going to be in season five. So now that he's not featured in the trailer, it just keeps the questions going, the theories going, and just builds up more of the suspense, not knowing, all right, how's he going to be used in season five? You know, yeah. which, kind of, which kind of leads to the next thing. Who are who are all these new or going to be all these new Cobra Kai senseis? Yeah, what's, what, what's going on there? I mean, we definitely see him bring over, you know, somebody that I mean, I'm I'm not familiar with. I don't remember from from the films, but you know, maybe uh, uh, thinking like his her father trained uh, was their sensei was Creases and Silver Sensei. So it looks like he brings in her and maybe some others, maybe you know, the other senseis are dojos that he's bought out and trains, you know, teaches them the ways, maybe they're former students, could be a number of different people. It would appear that maybe as far as the new Cobra Kai senseis, that maybe it comes in two different waves with the Mm -hmm. first wave being maybe the local dojos, whether they got bought out or whether they just got recruited, you know, recruited the senseis from those dojos. I'm thinking that's probably the first wave. And then you see the scene where planes flown in and you see another four or five senseis and you see that uh, the main female figure who you were talking about and uh, Kim Dae-yoon Dae-yoon mm-hmm. um, and it actually turns out she's the granddaughter of a gentleman named Kim Sun-young um, okay. I initially thought maybe she was the daughter but there's actually it wasn't in the trailer but there's a, an official like Netflix clip from season five that goes into that conversation between her and silver a little bit more in depth. And he makes the comment that, uh, you know, your grandfather taught the ways of the fist to American soldiers, that kind of stuff. And I actually had to go back to a little bit more research. And so Kim Sun Young was mentioned in some of the flashbacks with crease, the, the, their, their captain. Okay. Um, he mentioned that he was trained by Kim Sun Young and obviously what we know from the Karate Kid movies that he apparently taught Crease and Silver as well. So he, gotcha. he could he could be the founder of Cobra Kai or, or at least Cobra Kai was based off of his teachings. Gotcha. Because um, Silver specifically mentions that he came from Kim Sung Young's teaching when he first introduced himself to Mr. Miyagi. And there's a lot going on there if she's as powerful as she's led to to look you know in the trailer bringing her and silver together yeah i mean heck they they may start to clash so who knows what all happens there and it almost makes me want because there's another clip that was released that went into further detail than the trailer did it's between chosen and daniel and and chosen talks about kim sun young and even teaches him couple of of moves from his teachings Mm -hmm. and how that's kind of what inspired cobra kai so which tells me if chosen is very familiar with this guy you would have thought mr miyagi was as well yeah you assume so yeah i'm kind of definitely wanting to go back and watch karate kid 3 now 
to see if Mr. Miyagi makes any references or says anything about Kim Sun Young because, like I said, you got to figure he's familiar with this guy. I've chosen was, mm-hmm. and for Terry Silver to announce that that's the lineage that he comes from, that should have triggered something with Mr. Miyagi. And I'm just curious if he said something about it or if that's just something the writers of Cobra Kai are just kind of piecing together more or going more in depth after the fact. And it wasn't yeah. really dealt with enough, you know, in the original movies. I love this angle. It's like they're going even even further back, you know, before Crease and Silver uh, to the what could be the originator or the brains behind the Cobra Kai Cobra Kai st- style of, of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like they're even reaching further back to really dig deep into the roots of, of what's going on here. So that's, so it, it even leads more to the question of well, all right, what, what's Mike Barnes's role going to be since they're already bringing in a powerful character like Kim Dae-yun. And we talked about it earlier. Is he even going to be on Cobra Kai's side or Terry Silver's side, or is it just going to be another sensei or is he just going to have a, if it's, is it going to be another fan service where he just makes kind of a brief appearance and there's too many other big characters in play at this point. So what are your final thoughts about this uh, this crazy season five trailer? Oh, man, I'm excited. They, they did a really good job of including enough that, you know, we can see that some interesting stuff is going to happen, but not enough that, you know, it's going to answer every question that we have either. And it also does a really good job of giving us more questions, you know, so I'm really excited to jump into, you know, season five, you know, on September 9th. And I'm just as excited to, you know, hop into the discussions with you and with our listeners about, you know, what's going on. Did I hear you were spreading this crazy rumor that we were only watching like one or two episodes at a time and that we weren't going to binge watch so it wouldn't affect the integrity of our discussion. Did, did I hear that right. rumor? Yeah, that's right. Is is there a contract with my signature on it? That's... <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember signing it? Oh, man. Was I in a Johnny drunken stage at the time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did You did look a little really scruffy and your hair was a little disheveled. But... Yeah. <laughs> well, I guarantee it wasn't alcohol, but who knows what that was. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm super stoked. It was it was a great trailer, like you said. One thing I will point out that was at the very beginning of the trailer, and I don't know if you picked up on this. I kind of noticed it, but I didn't think much of it until I heard another person's take on it. But there appears to be some type of auction or fundraiser um, that Terry Silver is involved with, and he is, he appears to be introduced as the speaker. And of course, none other than Amanda's there, front row. And this this one picker guy's talking about look at the way she's looking at him. Like she's <laughs> really enamored by him. And then he says the the argument that she has with Daniel, she's in that same dress that she wore to that, whatever that, you know, that benefit was. Right. So he he's thinking maybe that. Amanda's like really into Terry Silver. Maybe that's causing some issues between her and Daniel. I can't buy into that. I don't know if it's because I'm biased because I think too highly of Amanda. Right. Uh, but part of me thinks it's a little unbelievable. Surely she knows enough about Terry Silver. She's super intelligent. Surely they won't dumb her down enough to where she falls for his charm that easily. Oh, I'd be so mad. Yeah, same here. But who knows? It's, 
the writers of this show have proven they're they're not afraid to to take chances and, and do some crazy things. So who knows? Again, we're talking talk about a few seconds of her face in that scene. So it'd be easy to read a lot more into it than what there is, but now I mean, I'm really anxious Amanda's to see. Pretty smart. Maybe she's even playing an angle. You know, maybe she's playing her angle uh, for Silver and trying to, you know, uh, pretend that she's bought into it so she can get more information. That's an excellent point because now I'm wondering what if the argument between her and Daniel was because that was the angle she was wanting to go after and Daniel didn't like it. He doesn't want to involve her in that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because he even makes the comment, just, just let me and Chosen handle this. And then she's like, fine, handle it. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a good that's a good theory too. I mean, we've seen we've definitely seen Amanda, you know, the headstrong woman that she is, go off and you know, whether it works out for her or not, you know, she does things. We saw it with, you know, the Sam and Tori. Like she didn't want Sam did not want Amanda to involve herself with a Tory situation, but she did anyways. And she, you know, was very much, you know, in mom mode and very hands-on. And, you know, eventually that's, I think that's going to, you know, work out in her favor, but it immediately it blew up in her face. And it took a long time for that, that, what, that risk that she took to pay off. Uh, I think it's very much a possibility that, that you could be right with, with your assumption on that. Yeah. I, I'm like you, I would be so mad if the way it plays out is if Amanda falls for Silver's deceptive manipulative ways and his charm and 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 thanks i don't really see what the problem is with this guy you know if he runs all the dojos and he seems like he's doing a lot of good he's really helping a lot of people he's you know donating to a lot of charities if that's the route they go i'm like come on i'm gonna be so mad if, if she falls for that mm-hmm. uh but again i have a hard time not believing that's the way it's gonna play out but i might boycott for a week if that's what happens <laughs> refuse to watch for a full week or or maybe five days so it doesn't interrupt our podcast flow but <laughs> <laughs> well folks that's go watch the trailer uh, look it over like we did dissect every little thing and uh shoot us an email or contact us some way to let us know your thoughts or anything you think maybe we didn't cover uh parker's gonna give you some information on, on how you can get in touch with us and we'd love to hear from you guys and Extremely grateful for those that are tuning in, listening to us, and coming along this journey with us. We're new at this. We promise we'll get better. Uh, we'd love to hear some feedback, and uh, we just we're having a, a blast doing this, and we can't wait a few more days until we get to really dig in deep to season five and what's what's going on. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. That really does help these dudes out. If you have a thought or idea about what we're watching please email us at streamingwithtwodudes at gmail.com. Links to our Patreon and socials are in the show notes. Thanks again, and remember to wipe front to back.